Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody's having a good Friday. Looking forward to the weekend as we have got a lot of sporting events that are happening. Oh, it's happening. We got UFC that happened last week. We got some fights coming up. We got NASCAR without fans. We have golf without fans, possibly baseball without fans. And I want to talk about that with sports returning. You know, the country's trying to get back to normal in lieu of this COVID-19 pandemic, which is going on two months now. First of all, I want to say, hope everybody's practicing social distancing. I do want to make an announcement on the show. I expected to have Jenny Fisher on my show today. However, uh, it's going to be next week. So looking forward to her being on the show. But first, I just want to talk about this COVID-19 pandemic. I hope that everybody is being safe. So sports is is really should be driving this economy, especially with all the revenue that's being lost. The NBA does not want to cancel their season. I don't know what the state is for the NHL. They don't want to cancel their season either. Major League Soccer might take suit because the German League is starting to open back up. There's some other international leagues that are possibly going to open up, but possibly without fans. I think that's something that Major League Soccer could think about is playing without fans. I guarantee the National Football League will play without fans. There's too much money and the TV ratings would be massive. And I don't care what they do. Pump crowd noise into the stadium, put CGI fans on the broadcast. Do something. The football should be playing without fans. However, it's looking like because football has all this money that they need to get tests. Like So these players are, and trainers and, and staff members are going to get tested as much as possible. But I tell you what, because they were talking on, on the news, if one of them tests positive, they're shutting it down. That I mean, it's going to happen. College football is a little bit different. You know, with, with California actually expanding their stay-at-home orders until August, all the University, uh, California State University classes have been uh, online for the fall. You know, programs like USC and Stanford and Cal, UCLA, it's not looking like they're going to play football in the fall. I, I just don't see a scenario where they do. The South is a little bit different because you have teams like Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU that, that are in, you know, smaller towns, rural towns, that it might be a little bit different where the guidelines, the restrictions have been lifted. And that could be a scenario where they could start playing football, even if it's just conference games. They would draw a massive rating. We have a big game coming up September 19th Georgia and Alabama in Tuscaloosa I cannot wait for that game I hope that game is still on it looks like the first game of the college football season Alabama and USC more than likely will not happen they're trying to limit long travels for college teams to go to different sites I do think that Georgia and Virginia will take place, you know, the Chick-fil-A kickoff on Labor Day. That will be a very intriguing matchup with Virginia actually winning the ACC Coastal last year. A very good team. And then Georgia, I'm not going to say they're rebuilding, but they got a new starting quarterback in Jamie Newman. And a lot of players like Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift going to the NFL. I'd be interested to see what their wide receiver core looks like. Is 
Dominique Blaylock going to come back from that horrendous injury he suffered? Uh, George Pickens is going to have a second year. He could be the best wide receiver in college football. You know, the Alabama wide receivers have something to say. You know, Devonta Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's it's funny how Alabama just just keeps putting receivers in the NFL, and they had two NFL receivers in the NFL: Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. I'm excited about college football. I hope they have a season. I, I've been listening to the Paul Feinbaum show. I'm trying to get all the information I possibly can get to see if college football is if it's going to be safe enough to have a season. I've been watching replays, SEC games on the SEC network. That LSU Alabama game was a classic 46 to 41 LSU defeating Alabama. That was going up Joe Burrow now and on the Bengals and Tua Tagovailoa now on the Dolphins going back and forth. It was amazing. LSU just had such a special season. I don't think they're going to defend their national championship this year because they lost a lot of players on that team, including their Heisman quarterback, Joe Burrow. The team to beat this year is Clemson. And yes, Clemson is in a small town in South Carolina where South Carolina really has not had restrictions at all for the COVID-19 outbreak. Clemson will definitely play a football season this year, even if they don't have fans in the stadium. They they could have maybe half capacity filled, but they're going to make sure that testing is done. They're going to make sure they're practicing social distancing and making sure that, that everything is safe because Clemson is going to be the favorite to win the national championship this year because Trevor Lawrence is going to come back. You know, he's this is his last year. He's going to the NFL. He will be the number one draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Hopefully it goes back to normal if we have a vaccination. We could possibly have it in a big city again. Even though I liked the NFL draft this year when it was at home and the commissioner was in his basement announcing the picks, but Clemson is going to be the favorite. I think uh, Alabama has not taken a step back. You know, Mac Jones is still going to be their quarterback. Still a very talented team. They lost a lot of players, but you know, Alabama reloads every year. I think Georgia takes a little bit of a step back. I I don't know what to think of Jamie Newman. I think that he could be a versatile quarterback. They got a new offensive coordinator. It could be a different type of offense. Their defense was solid last year. I still think their defense is going to be great. And, And of course, Zamir White is going to be their featured running back. Is he going to have a breakout season like DeAndre Swift had last year? You know, that led to him going to the Detroit Lions in the second round. So with that, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, they're all still going to be top teams. And Florida is going to be a great team too. I think uh, Florida showed a lot of strides, you know, winning a bowl game against Virginia in the Orange Bowl, led by uh, head coach Dan Mullen. They have a very talented team. You know, Tennessee's got a pretty good recruiting class. How is Jerry? Jeremy Pruitt going to do in his second year. You know, they they were off to a rocky start last year going 0-2, but, you know, they won a bunch of games and made it to a bowl game. So, you know, Tennessee's going to look pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, how Ole Miss is going to look with Lane Kiffin. It's going to be fun. It'll be exciting. You know, of course, Mississippi State, you know, with with a new coach, Mike Leach, you know, how's that going to be? You know, it is going to be so fun in the SEC. I'm hoping we have a season. Now, in the National Football League, I don't know what to think about. I mean, if they're going to have fans. Football is just a sport in this country where we can just get on TV and just watch it. Fans or no fans, I am looking forward to just watching football. I'm one of those people that, you know, I know that the 49ers suffered a heartbreaking season with that loss in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a game they should have won, they were up 20 to 10 with the ball, and they just got a little conservative. I'm not sure if they panicked, but, you know, the the Chiefs won that Super Bowl. It is going to be interesting. Are the Patriots going to take a step back? Well, I I think so. I think the New England Patriots could possibly be 6 and 10. We don't know what to think of Jared Stidham. I mean, 
Belichick wasn't really high on Jared Stidham like he was on Jimmy Garoppolo. He wanted Tom Brady to come back. I and mean, that's what you think. That's what he thinks about Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham is not a special quarterback. I know some of the scouts say, well, he, he did so great at Auburn. Well, Auburn has NFL players everywhere. You know, he was a transfer from Baylor. You know, you had Jared Stidham in the mix. I'm shocked that the Patriots did not go after a quarterback in the draft. <laughs> but Russell Wilson. So I want to talk about Russell Wilson because this is a player that has just been a nightmare for my team, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, he is going to have a breakout MVP type season, which he has been. I mean, he's been carrying the Seahawks the last couple of years, you know, after they lost Marshawn Lynch. You know, I don't really count Marshawn Lynch coming back and playing for the Seahawks. You know, he they lost Marshawn Lynch. And, you know, when he retired and then went to the Raiders, they've lost Richard Sherman. They lost Cliff Averill. They lost Michael Bennett. You know, the Seahawks have been depleted. They haven't really had a great roster. But Russell Wilson has carried them every year. And they they have winning seasons every year with Russell Wilson at as the quarterback. His rookie year went to the playoffs. Second year, Super Bowl champions. Second year, uh, third year you know, runner up in the Super Bowl. The one thing about Russell Wilson, he has composure. He didn't let that interception of Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl loss dictate his career. He bounced back and did a great job. And all but one season led the Seahawks to the playoffs. You know, playoff exits to Carolina, to Atlanta. You know, last year, you know, losing to Green Bay, you know, coming back on the Packers, you know, you never count out Russell Wilson. You know, when I was noticing watching the last dance and how relentless Michael Jordan was as a competitor, I look at Russell Wilson and I feel the same way. Russell Wilson is a competitor. I know that he's not your typical sized quarterback. You know, he's five foot 11. He's not the type of quarterback that will get in the pocket and throw darts. He will just run around and try to create space and You know, Michael Jordan was the same way with with these, wow, I can't believe that play just happened. Russell Wilson is the same type of competitor. And every time I watch him play, he always does something amazing where I can't believe he just did that. And, you know, Russell Wilson just does not get the credit he deserves as as the best player in football. I mean, a lot of people feel that way. I I actually feel that he is a top five quarterback, in, in my opinion. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of I'm I mean I'm a fan of him, but I'm I don't like the Seahawks. I mean, because I'm a 49ers fan. It is hard. It's like when you know rooting for the Hawks in the 90s and you gotta face the Bulls. I mean, you respect that Michael Jordan is the best player of all time, but you're a Hawks fan. I mean, how how could you justify, you know, losing to the Bulls in the playoffs? You know, it it's heartbreaking. You know, especially if you're a Knicks fan or, or a Pacers fan or a Miami Heat fan. I'll talk about The Last Dance because I'm really excited about episodes uh, 9 and 10. I know they're going to go into detail about, you know, the flu game, the 97 NBA Finals. They're going to talk about, you know, the the resurgence of the Miami Heat where the Bulls took them on in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nobody expected that. The Miami Heat led by Lonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. In the 98 playoffs, the Pacers took them to the brink and almost won that series. The Bulls defeated him in seven games. However, eh, let me back up a little bit because, you know, the Bulls won all the games at home. They beat the Pacers in seven games. The Bulls were up 2-0. Reggie Miller hits 
a shot, a game-winning shot in game three. If he doesn't do that, the Bulls are up 3-0. I know Pacers fans could say, oh, we were the better team. You know, Reggie Miller at the end of the last episode of The Last Dance, uh, episode, episode eight, Reggie Miller said that he felt that they were the better team. I saw a little bit of a preview of the, the last series. I'm really excited about this because they were talking smack. They said, well, we have just as good of a team as the Bulls, you know, coached by Larry Bird which was an underrated coach. I felt Larry Bird should have coached a lot more because he was a great coach and he led the Pacers all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. They had Hall of Famers, Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen. They had Mark Jackson, a great point guard. I finally got it right. I was trying to look that up, but Mark Jackson was the point guard for the Pacers. They had Jalen Rose, a young Jalen Rose who, you know, now we, we hear about him as a contributor, you know, a sports talk host, but he was part of the Fab Five. He was part of that uh, documentary with the Fab Five and he was an upcoming promising player. Rick Smith was a dominant center. They had Dale Davis, Antonio Davis, Derek McKee. That team really pushed the Bulls to the brink and I am looking forward to that. And of course, the Utah Jazz, which which gave the Bulls a, a, a fighter's chance. You know, they they actually, you know, were great at home and they had, you know, John Stockton and Carl Malone, but they also had Jeff Hornacek. He was another player that they got over. Greg Ostertag was, was a pretty good center. They had Brian Byron Russell. They had some great Great player, Shandon Anderson, you know, defensive specialist. The Utah Jazz were very close to beating the Bulls. You know, they they lost in six games in both series, the 97 series and the 98 series. But uh, one thing interesting about the 97 series was, you, you know, the, the Jazz actually, it was 2-2 going back to Chicago. So the, the Jazz were great at home. This series is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that everybody has a great evening. I know that I'm trying to retool this show, trying to get it, you know, built up. And I, I believe, trust me when sports returns I will come back you know and with with full force and trying to get this show back to where it needs to be I know we were off to a great start two months ago had my most viewers I ever had when I was on the radio show 95.7 ESPN radio in Columbus I had more listeners than I ever had and then the COVID-19 outbreak happened and I seriously thought my show was gonna die but I felt I was determined to at least get one show per week to try to just get back into sports but I want to thank everybody that's liked my Facebook page. I'm now at 209, 209 likes, which is pretty good. You know, I'm trying to been promoting my show. I got a special contributor that's going to start next week. I'm looking forward to that. I know that's going to get some insight on some sports. And of course, give me a break of talking because when I'm doing a show by myself, I'm the only one talking and I'm doing it with no breaks. Make sure that you download my podcast and, you know, the, use the podcast of your choice, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. You know, really, those are the big three that I like using. All right. Well, I will talk to you Monday. I hope everybody has a great weekend and make sure that you are practicing social distancing and being safe out there. All right. Have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.